0: Hey, listeners, join us each week for Morning Cup of Faith. I'm Brenda Epperson-Moore.
1: And I'm Shelley anderson Myers,
0: And we're Morning Morning Cup Cup of of Faith Faith Radio. Radio. Let me ask you something. What's in your cup today? Is it fear, faith, or Diet Coke?
1: Maybe your cup is
0: empty. Maybe all you need is sweetness, a tablespoon of cream, or sugar.
1: Social distancing has you feeling alone. Join us weekly to find the community that you crave because there is no social distancing with God.
0: Yeah, each week you'll experience thought-provoking interviews with leaders, influencers, and artists.
1: You'll receive an inspiring promise to you from scripture.
0: Life lessons from Morning Cup of Faith Bible study and all things pop culture. Books, music, recipes, gardening, and coffee. coffee. This is God's reset. So let Morning Cup of Faith start a revival in your heart.
1: You have found a home with us.
0: Let Morning Cup of Faith pour
1: you a faith latte with a double shot of the divine. Hey
0: everybody, welcome back to another episode of Morning Cup of Faith. We are so glad you're here. It's Brenda and of course Shelly on a gorgeous October day. Oh, my gosh, it's so beautiful. I'm in Idaho right now. It's even more gorgeous here. And we're going to pick you up, power you up, faith you up and expand your mind today. How are you today, sweet Shelly? I'm ready to
1: dive in. I feel like we're moving into a new season. Yes. As you say, the leaves are changing, the holidays are around the corner and that excites me it's been eight months of being in this house yeah i'm trying to be really careful not burn out or lose my joy which is really easy to do sometimes Yeah, but i'm into the radical self-care
0: that's such a good word yes me too and i was so encouraged to read one of our apple podcast reviews you guys write reviews because we read them and we'll post them from a listener in New York who said, I love Morning Cup of Faith. No matter how I feel, I come away feeling better. And that's our goal, you guys. Remember our friend, Doug Addison, if you haven't heard, check him out. He's a few episodes before this. He told us that each one of us, and I've always said this too, have a gift of encouragement inside of us.
1: Yeah, I'm a master of cheering myself up. And you know how I love my joy hoarders.
0: Yes, I do, Shelly. I don't know how you find these people.
1: Well, I found a new joy hoarder for you, Brenda. You're gonna love Nathan Apodaca. You saw the video, right? Yes! He made a 22 second TikTok video of himself riding a skateboard along a highway, swigging a big jug of cranberry juice, singing that Fleetwood Mac song, Dreams. You should just see the look of sheer joy on his face as he sings the lyrics. And this TikTok video went viral. It's been viewed more than 69 million times.
0: I love it. And drinking his ocean spray cranberry juice. It's just so such freedom. He is now
1: pop culture royalty. And Fleetwood Mac's co-founder, Mick Fleetwood, said, we owe you, Nathan, because their 43-year-old song, Dreams, is now back on the Rolling Stone top 100 chart again. And Mick Fleetwood has accepted the TikTok Dreams Challenge. He's on a skateboard chugging cranberry juice. (laughs) And Stevie Nicks made a TikTok video in her skates. It's so much fun. Brenda, you and I have to get on a skateboard.
0: I love it. You know, I used to skateboard a little bit. We have to do it. We'll we'll give it a shot. How's that? (laughs) Go on our Instagram and we'll video it. I just love watching this video because I just see such freedom. He's just chilling and just reminds me of the 80s when everything was so much easier and calmer. It's what and what we all
1: miss, freedom, right? Yes, yes. The story gets better. They just gave Nathan Ocean Spray a new pickup truck because he made that video because his car had broken down and he had to get on a skateboard. Now this TikTok video is helping Nathan make a down payment on his house. And you know, Brenda, the fact that this TikTok went viral, it's just proof that people are desperate for feel-good stories right now. It's true. Something that makes them smile.
0: Yes, and helping others. So important. Thank you, Ocean Spray. For what you did. Well, that's our guest today, best selling author Bodhi Taney. She's a feel good person, a dear friend of mine for many years, and a feel good interview that you guys will love. Bodhi has great wisdom for us. She's an author, a historian, and she really has a unique perspective on what is going on in the world today. she's authored over 65 Christian historical novels, 35 million copies in print. It's just phenomenal.
1: She's so prolific.
0: She is. Please welcome one of my most favorite friends, you guys, to Morning Cup of Faith Studio. She is so inspiring. A best-selling author, Bodie Taney. She is amazing. She is a part of a writing team with her husband. With her husband, Brock, they have authored, listen to this, you guys, over 65 Christian historical novels with over 35 million copies in print. That's just like eight of their popular collaborations have also won golden medallion awards, which proves that not only are Bodie and Brock stylish writers, but they're also masters of capturing the hearts and minds of their readers. Some of their books, you guys, are used in college classrooms to teach history. Bodhi and Brock divide their time between London, California, Nevada, Hawaii, and wherever else their travels take them. Bodhi, thank you so much for being here on Morning Cup of Faith podcast. I love writers. I am so (laughs) thrilled
1: that Bodhi is here. I oh, thank after you. My thank own heart.
0: you. How's your quarantine been going?
2: Well, I'll tell you what. I My quarantine has been going great. It's like it hasn't even really been. I mean, we have wow. We keep we keep going. We keep traveling. It has no real effect on us. Well, riders and, uh,
1: don't really quarantine because <laughs> that's our lifestyle. No,
2: anyway. <laughs> that's right. You There's can sort of no step into another time <laughs> and you're, you know, and you're someone somewhere else anyway. But I, we just got back from uh, just got back from Ohio and the Firelands, which I'm working on, Brock and I are working on doing research on a place in uh, Northwest Ohio that is called the Firelands, which wow. is where people settled after the Revolutionary War because their homes were burned. And so they moved out there. I mean, that's, you know, it's it's part of a plot, but it's, uh, but we went out and, and did research and we'll, you know, continue to do that. We've got a Uh, We have a place out there that we are visiting frequently several times this year. It's just such a blessing to be able to just keep going. It's not been terrible. We haven't let, we haven't become fearful
1: about it. Yeah. One of our signature questions in 2020 is, do you see this uncertain time as a grand awakening? What positive signs do you see happening in the world?
2: Yeah, I don't think this is any surprise to God at all. And You know, those of us who walk in the spirit knew this was coming. Um, This is the beginning of other things that will come that we will all have to walk through and get through. But without fear, because we know ultimately, ultimately, whether it is, you know, through through scripture or just through history, you know, guys, the bad guys always lose. Always lose. And it may look for a time as if uh, evil is victorious, but it never is. Yeah. It never is. Yeah. And yeah. scripture tells us in Revelation, John said, I saw the devil. And he, uh, he is That's on amazing earth amazing. and he's raging. Amazing. Why? Because he knows his end is near. Yep. And, yep. you know, we know what's a lie and what's the truth. And we know yep. the things through Scripture. We know, uh, you know, we know exactly where we're supposed to be. And I mean, it, there's just no question about it. So I, you know, yep. I see it all as a as a, a wake up call. Yeah, and uh, and a blessing, really, as yeah. a blessing. It's an amazing time, and it is. It's it's helped us as a family to skip over now and all of the stuff that will come in between now and heaven and keep our eye on the finish line, which is, you know, the Lord is waiting there. My mom is waiting there. My dad, you know, different people that I have loved who have gone before me, they are there. And I'm really aware of that. I'm, I'm walking one foot on this earth, ready to launch up and to be in heaven. And it's, I think we're really, really close guys. I don't think this is a, I think we're past the dress rehearsal time now and into those times that we are going to see the fulfillment of so much prophecy. It's coming so fast. It's the end of the birth pangs now. We're, yeah. It's getting really close and I, I'm excited about it, actually. I'm not. And you're fearless. <laughs> I am fearless. I am absolutely fearless. I just have no, if somebody comes knocking at my door, I'm not afraid of it. I'm not yep. afraid of Amen. anything. Yeah. Amen.
1: yeah. Well, and many, you and yeah. you and Brock are historical scholars. So when you look at certain things happening in our world today, I'm sure you have a very
2: unique perspective. Well, we have the perspective of history. And that I, is that. History repeats itself and you can tell what the end will be if you look at history, but you can also tell that the demonic forces that are at work now in our world and really inhabiting individuals, they open their mouth and you know, they're going to tell a lie. Mm. And when you know that it's the same demons that have always entered into the political arena or the, uh, uh, you know, people who wish for power and want to control other people and want to shut down the churches. Okay, pay attention to this. Shut down the churches.
0: That's a biggie.
2: It is not Not okay. okay. (laughs) And it's, that's Germany Mm -hmm. in 1938. And so from the historical perspective, we're not surprised. The difference has to be in this country, in America, that we stand up and say, you're not shutting my church, baby. And yeah. you and you you stand up and you take control of what God has given you. You know, God give us gave us dominion. And so we do have the power to just say, uh, okay, arrest me. It's okay. Oh, and wow. you just keep going. The
0: jails, yeah. anyway. the jails are full anyway. They're just gonna let you back out. That's right.
1: <laughs> That's right. So, so for our listeners who might be new to your work, the Zion Covenant series is one of your more popular series, and it depicts the year of 1936 Europe when Nazi darkness was spreading all over the continent. And just some of the things that you were speaking about, I was wondering if you were referring to that series.
2: Yes, I am. And it's, it's really interesting because um, having written that series, which is mm, nine books, Ugh. and having interviewed people at the time who lived through it I'm telling you friends we are we're living through it now yeah. and we are watching we're watching a corruption that hopefully you know is being revealed and will be uh, will be persecuted because this is a this country is established to to serve christ from the very 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 beginning from the first footstep that's right it was proclaimed that it belonged to the lord jesus and that the people who came here though they are now being slandered and um, denigrated and their statues are being you know pulled and all of this horrible stuff the reality is this country was dedicated from east to west to the propagation of the gospel yeah. And to to freedom, you know, to being able to worship the Lord because where they were coming from, guys, you know, if you said the wrong thing or, um, or worshipped in a, a way that was not approved of by the rulers, you were, you know, executed or imprisoned for the rest of your life. And so people came here for one reason, n- no other reason. But for the reason of religious freedom. Right. And that is the first thing that the devil tries to take away in this country. And yeah. it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No. We're not going to let it. The church well, is going to no,
0: rise that's up. Stuff. That, that's right. We are going to rise up. And that's what I've been saying. And ascend women. Yeah. That was our header this year, March, rise up. Yes. You know, which kind of segues ways into what I wanted to talk to you about. You said, we're not going to be quiet. We will rise up. Talk about your movie that you wrote and produced, I'm Not Ashamed. I mean, that's a perfect segue. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of the gospel right. of Jesus Christ. Talk yeah. about that movie.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, my cousin, Robin Hanley, and I um, together uh, wrote the, the story of Rachel Joy Scott, who was a um, uh, the, the martyr, the true martyr of Columbine. Right. And yeah. she was a young Christian woman who, girl, high school girl, who went through all yeah. the stuff that high school kids go through. And we really researched it. And I had in my house, I had all of her personal journals, I mean, in her own handwriting. And, um, uh, you wow. know, so I really, really got to know her well. And her entire struggle was to walk with Christ and be a Christian and be filled with the Lord while she was in the midst of some real dark stuff going on hmm. at her school.
1: I can't imagine.
2: Yeah. Well, she was singled out by the kids, by the, the boys who, who uh, did the, the killing. And uh, she was the first person killed in the, um, in, in the massacre, and the last thing they said to her after, you know, putting bullets in her arms and her legs and then holding a gun to her head, do you still believe in, in God? And she said, you know, I do. And they and they killed her. But her whole Gross. life was the struggle against a really demonic evil that existed yeah. even in that young group, in that young high school Talk group. Talk about courage. How old was she? She was uh, 17 when she died, yeah. and her writing was beautiful. She was an amazing mm-hmm. uh, writer. I, you know, I'm telling someone I, I teach it. Uh, I teach on a on a college level and a and a high school level as well. And um, yeah. teach at um, uh, Uni- University of the Nations YWAM in Kona every year since about two, the year 2000. Brock and I have taught over there. And I told somebody Rachel would have been in my class. I know she would have yeah. been at some point. That girl would have been um, would have been sitting in my writing class. So, you know, I I really came to love her. Really, tremendously, came to um, be inspired by her as we worked yeah. on that. And so that that movie um, was nominated. Uh, against Ben-Hur and uh, The Shack and some other, you know, very wonderful movies as movie of the year 2017. It wasn't us, you know, it was really her story. It was really the depth of her faith and the power of her faith. I think every, still, every high school in America ought to see that it's that kind of a, a strong story and, and true, really true to the facts. So, well, and maybe it will save a few lives along the way. Well, it has, yeah. We've when it first came out, we saw, you know it was in the theaters, which now, of course, it's really hard to get anything in a theater. But um, but at the time, uh, people came to know the Lord sitting in the theater, and you know yeah. we had people who saw it, you know, multiple times, you know. Four or five times, they would go back and see it, and um, and several uh, personal testimonies of of kids who said, "I was going to kill myself," and then I saw this movie,
1: so, and uh, so
2: God continued to work in that girl's life even after yeah. she was gone, which is just. Yeah you know, that's, that's who we all want to be, you know? Yep. And, uh, that's right. Yeah. Well,
1: Bodie, you're, you're obviously a warrior of your faith. Please share with our listeners a little bit about your faith walk.
2: Were you always a believer? No, I, I really wasn't. And I was raised in a really great home with wonderful mom and dad, but they were not believers. And my mom, um, at the age of about 45, I think, uh, when I was a, you know, a teenager, my mom became a believer at a Billy Graham crusade. It's never too late. Never too late. Yeah. And boy, the next 40 years of her life, and it was a full 40, she just, you know, she would, she'd talk to anybody about Jesus and she left four spiritual law books, you know, everywhere. I mean, she was just an amazing, amazing Christian woman and, and is remembered for that. I mean, she really is even now remembered for her faith. So, Yeah. And then it it took me a while to become a believer. I'm going to put in air quotes, accepted Christ, but I didn't have the real comprehension, the real understanding of what God's love was until I had my first child. Mm, And when I held that baby, I looked at, at Brock and I said, oh, do you think, you know, God would take her to teach me a lesson? And he was just appalled. He said, Bodie, are you kidding? God loves that baby more than you do. You know, how arrogant of you to say that. And I, Aww. that deeply, deeply affected me. And I thought, yeah. wow, if God loves my kid more than I do or more than I can, then that means he loves me that much too. So
0: perfect. And then,
2: okay. then the relationship
0: really got real speaking of husbands and wives, it's hard to be together sometimes, but you two have <laughs> shattered the mold. You guys have been a writing team. You work together. You met when yeah. you were three years old, your co-authors, yeah. best yeah. friends, and you guys have had a really wonderful, enduring love story together. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. met when you were three? Is that true? Well,
2: I no, but even before that, Brenda um before 3 in the world yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> his mom when she is uh I'm 6 months older than Brock and okay, he grew up three blocks from me and our mothers were really great friends and so from you know infancy we we knew one another but my first memory of Brock is at about the age of 3 and then you I know just, the older woman <laughs> I'm the older woman. It's six I'm months c- at three years old. That's a lot. Yeah. I, yeah, was, the, right? I was the cougar cub. Yeah. So <laughs> so anyway, we got married really young, sophomores in college. My dad sort of picked him out for me. My dad said he's the he's the one guy that you have ever dated who's a lot smarter than you. <laughs> and he's solid. Yeah. yeah. Oh. He said it. He said it. And he said, anybody else he said you will be so bored with and I've got to tell you I learned something from that guy every single day of my life every day it's it's amazing it's wonderful we will be let's see our anniversary is December 27th and it'll be 50 years this year so
0: congratulations yeah
2: I'd like to just do it all over again I want another 50
0: I'm just saying. know. On- well, you'll have it. You'll have it in heaven. We all I know. will, right? I'm
2: counting on it. I'm counting on it, girls. I really am. Maybe yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I know you spoke about being bold in your faith and how incredibly important it is during this time. Um, we also did a little research, and among many of them, we know that Psalms 37. Three through five is really an important picture to you, which says, trust Mm -hmm. in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Delight Mm -hmm. yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. And your readers see the hand of God literally in everything you do, Bodhi, everything you post on Facebook, because I'm a big follower of you on Facebook as well. You know, maybe you could just share with the listeners and everyone how your faith influences your life, how you write, how the Lord's blessed you, why people should pick up the books, watch the movies that you've done, you know, Um, and how it's affected people, maybe some of the stories, you know, that people have shared once they've read your books.
2: Well, thank you. What a, what a really great question and a good look at my heart, which is trust in the Lord and do good. And he will give you the desires of your heart. You know, Brenda, the, I'm just going to say this and I really mean it. I, God has opened every door. I never have had a, yes. um, I've never had to push a door open. I've never had to, you know, uh, get a crowbar and, and uh, pry anything open. God just has done it from, you know, from the time I was very young and I'm so blessed. And uh, most of the people who know me know this about me. I, I am, um, I'm dyslexic and just had a really difficult time getting through school. Whereas Brock was, you know, off the charts, brilliant in everything he did. I'm the I'm the opposite. I would have been the kid most likely to fail. In uh, well, when if, I first
0: heard part of your testimony, and um, we were up at the uh, the lake house, yeah. and you were, yeah. crying, I was sobbing. Yeah, I mean, you were just people told you, you couldn't do this, you would never do that. Yeah, and yeah. maybe you could just say a little bit about the one teacher and just all that.
2: Yeah. Well, the the great thing is. I, what God did for me is give me an ear to hear dialogue and to listen to stories. It's like and music. Re- it is like music. Yeah. It's like being blind and then being able to sit down and play a piano, you know, virtuoso pianist yeah. or something. Well, God has given me that great gift as far as being able to hear the way dialogue goes. And so when you read our stories, the dialogue sounds real. When you, it's not stilted. We don't, um. know i don't have to strain it's just just a natural thing and it's like it's like conversation
1: well that's why you use they say that you really capture the minds and hearts of your protectors. well
2: you know and i thank the lord for that i thank the lord for my disability because i mean now i can read but it was a very very difficult thing for me and um i i read but i read very slowly and so I didn't have anybody else's pattern of what a novel is supposed to sound like or what it's supposed to be like. I simply yeah. would um, in my in my real serious training. I, you know, I worked for John Wayne because I had I written. I love
0: that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I,
2: I had written a book with his stunt man. I was a ghostwriter, but I got credit for it and wrote it first person. His name is Chuck Roberson, and the book is called The Fall Guy. It's still out there, and it's. it's full of profanity. Cause he really was just a rough and tough guy, but with a heart, like, you know, Peter sons a of a real Thunder. cowboy, a real cowboy. He was the real deal. Yeah. And, and Duke read it and loved it. And so hired me. So my training then was in film before it was in novel writing. And I worked with guys who had Oscars on their shelves. This is wow. what God did for me. God did this. I I'm telling you guys, there was no pushing. No, I didn't. It just happened. Yeah. Just and where Duke it. read it, he wrote the foreword to the book and he hired me. So in I came as a young woman. God put me in this really rigorous training program, really just, you know, here it is. This is the way you do a script. And so my novels read like movie scripts. I, and I don't even call my chapters chapters. I call them scenes. And yes. so that's my training. Well, it made and you it, different, probably. I am yeah. different. I I am different. I really am different, and I, and it's all God.
1: I'm sure so many of our listeners might be aspiring writers, and everyone loves to hear about you know the quirks and people's writing routines. Mm-hmm. And are you someone that has to write in the morning or the evening or hit a certain word count or? Yeah.
2: Well, I pretty much. I yeah. I Brock and I. Are, I, I'm a really early ricer yeah, me and so is Brock, which is great. And so we're up, we have coffee consumed by the time it's six <laughs> o'clock and watched Dawn. Always
0: the, coffee. Always, yeah, the yeah, coffee,
2: always the coffee. Yeah. And we, and we talk over the story, whatever the story is, what are we going to do? And, you know, he researches for me and I will sit down and write, at, I would say at least a scene you know, five pages a scene. And then he reads it back to me so I can hear it because hearing it tells you whether you have repetition of words or whatever. So he reads it back. We catch the things that are flaws and then I rewrite it or he will, you know, fix those things for me. If I write in one place, somebody has green eyes and the next place they have blue eyes. You know, right. those are the kinds of things that he catches. So at least one scene. And I, I can do that in three to four hours if I'm really on it. There are days if it gets hard. I don't stop until I'm done. Yeah. And deadlines. That's the, yeah. <laughs> but deadlines the, are your friend. <laughs> they are your friend. And if you don't have them, you know, you may, you may spend, you know, the rest of your life uh, floating along. I mean, that's how we've done 75 books. That's is, right we have, we always have something, um, yeah. you know, a time that we, we need to get things done. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's really important. I mean, Shelly and, and I talk about that. Uh,
2: other than that, you know, Shelly, you know, that being a writer, your life is pretty much in that world that you're writing about. And you so have to my... get a little obsessed. You do. And so my world is my kids, my grandkids, uh, of course, Brock and I together, my, what I write, and then when I teach, which I love teaching. I taught lit high school, sophomore and junior kids last year, all last year, and I loved it. I love teaching yeah. more than I love anything. If, I'm, if I have yeah. something to do, I love to well, teach. you're giving back. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a really, really good thing. So anyway, other than that, I don't have ambition, you know, whatever. Well,
1: I don't know if we believe that, but it's all. (laughs) No, I just love what I do. I really do. Well, you're passionate.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm so, so good at it. And Bodie, you know, my father worked in the studio system when he was alive and he worked on Big Jake with, with John Wayne. Oh my gosh.
2: Yeah, my kid's name is Jake, big Jake. Yeah, okay.
0: Yes. Uh-huh. So, you yeah, so yeah, we have that connection, and you know, I was just wondering, since you worked with him, are there any stories or anecdotes or anything that you could share with the listeners? Um, that oh my like, goodness you know, about John Wayne, he had a really,
2: really deep faith, and that's not to say yeah. that he did wasn't a hard drinking, hard living guy. But I'm telling you, it showed in his relationships with people and yeah. he had a, also a profound respect for the lord and a fear of god that was yeah. that was so well, real
1: Bodhi, our world is in turmoil and so many people are suffering right now yeah what would you say to someone to give them advice someone who is really struggling right now someone who's really lost their faith and trying
2: to make their way yeah i'd say this is the moment not to lose your faith but to hold on tighter than you have ever Held on before, and to keep your eye on the finish line because it's coming. That finish line is looming ahead of us. And we who love the Lord, no matter what happens to us, no matter how rough things are, we need to hang on to Jesus because he's going to just pull us across that line. This is like a marathon. And, you know, you. You you see people who run a marathon and at the end of it they are exhausted. They stumble across wow. that finish line. And that's where many of us are. Okay. Good analogy. Yeah. And yeah, and you know, mm-hmm. to to know that heaven is real. It is whether we go by way of the grave first or we are taken out of this world, which like Elijah, which really may happen. I'm hoping for that. But, but regardless of how we get there, we're going. And it's like, we're all a bunch of little kids and mommy and daddy are saying to us, we're going to Disneyland and Disneyland is real. I got to tell you, heaven's better. Better (laughs) than it's a small world. (laughs) It's better. It's better. And it's real. And we're going to have forever to do all the things we love to do. And just, he, he wipes away every tear. I'm so looking forward to that moment of being with him. And it makes me want to just live as if I'm already, you know, as if it's right here in sight out the door and it really could be. So, yeah. yeah,
0: Bodhi, thank you so much for joining us on Morning Cup of Faith and encouraging the listeners, being a part of all God is doing and then some and being the world changer that you are and You know, helping to ignite and inspire, bring hope to people listening that are having a difficult time or just need that extra push. Like Shelly said earlier, we're faith, hope, vulnerable, real, bold. And your faith, you've lived your faith out loud and you've lived your faith unashamed, like the movie. And is there just one final thing before we ask your final question that you just want to say to anyone? simply who is struggling right now listening to us? what would you yeah. say? I would say
2: i I would give this little teaching, which is something that i that I gave my lit students last year, which most people don't know, I think. Another name for the Lord of the underworld in Rome and in Greece was dis dis d i s dis. dis. Mm. And he was the god of the underworld. And you see in a writing by Dante, Dante's Inferno, you see there is a city called the city of Dis when he descends into hell. There is this city called Dis where all the demons live. And what I tell my students is when you hear a word that is discouraging or disrespectful or disunity discourage okay if you take the dis away you have courage so when you have something that discourages you you know it's not of the lord have courage and reject the dis that is in this world and that would be something that i would want to give every person who ever came and sat in my class is god is the god of courage God is the God of unity. God is the God of respect. And Amen. so that's what we need to really tune into is this, is this is a warfare that is a spiritual warfare against the God of diss? Right well, there now.
1: are people are even using it as a
0: verb. Did she just diss me? Yeah, you know?
2: they about? are. That's fascinating, wow. isn't it?
0: Well, you know, Bodhi, thank you so much. That is so powerful. and for the English so lesson. To- <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: There you are. I'm yes. a lit teacher. There I you I like
0: go. it. Swallowing uh-huh. every word that you were saying and every enunciation. Thank you. It's just really impactful and powerful. We wish we had more time with you. And you yeah, know, we ask all of our listeners this one and final question because, you know, we do love our coffee. But Bodhi Taney, What is in your cup today? A strong dose of
2: spirit, Mm, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, and self-control in my cup. And my cup runneth over. That's what I want. That's a heady cup. It's a heady cup. Yes, it is.
1: (laughs) Heavy cup. I love it. Well, a historical scholar has told us to hold on to our faith, and I'm going to do that.
0: God bless you guys. Can't wait to see you and give you a big hug. God bless you too. Yeah. Me too. We love you, yeah. Bodhi. Thank you for joining us on Morning Cup of Faith and sharing your wisdom and all of your talents with us. And you know, Everybody go out and buy her books on Amazon and go to her website and just please connect with Bodhi and read all of these historical events and, and allow your life to be touched for Christ. Bodhi, we love you so much. Thank you for everything and for joining us.
2: Thank you. Thank Love you, you, girls. Booty. All right. Love you. I've we'll been taking ya. notes. My <laughs> notebook is full. Okay. That's good. That's in your cup. All right.
0: <laughs> this episode brought to you by Catherine's Designs, home accessories and beautifully curated handmade and vintage textiles of pillows. Find her on Instagram at Catherine's underscore designs and Sweet Cheeks Organic Conjac Skin Care, the gentlest eco-friendly way to cleanse and exfoliate your Sweet Cheeks. Go to SweetCheeksOrganics.com and get yours today. And Ascend Women. Ascend Women wants to inspire, educate, and ignite women and kids to become all God has purposed them to be you need to reach us, we'd love to hear from you at Morning Cup of Faith on Instagram. Also, you can send us questions or your thoughts. Cup of Faith at gmail.com. Next week on Morning Cup of Faith, we have a fun and spooky Halloween episode for you. We have up-and-coming film director Meredith Redd with her new short, Murder for Dummies.
1: <laughs> it's a horror comedy, and let me tell you. Meredith is my neighbor, and she is one of the most unique, outrageous comic minds you will ever encounter. I'm just telling
0: you, listeners. Join us next week. Now, go be mighty.